Hey everyone! So this week I just released my latest book. Uh, it's called The Book of Why and How. It's the result of the thousands of hours of interviews that I've done with many of the world's highest of achievers. As you know, uh, we're over now 4,000 interviews. So I tried to take what I learned during those interviews and put them together in this brand new book. It also includes insight by close to 400 of those same thought leaders. You know, their quotes, photos, the whole works in this book as well. And really what... I guess motivated me to put this book together is, and I don't share this story often, but I started with a Fortune 500 company back in the, I guess it was the mid to late 90s, and it was the 58th largest company in North America at the time, and I was really shocked to find out in the first week I started, I had almost zero training. I felt helpless and hopeless, and I really said to myself then I wanted to make sure that I helped other people not have to go through what I went through. You know, because helplessness or hopelessness doesn't have to be at the start of a new job. It can be various aspects of your life. And I really wanted to learn what these uh, high achievers, these thought leaders were doing differently so that I could share it with other people in easily digestible ways and in the case of a book, a low-cost way so that you could learn from what these people have done and I could learn from what they had done during my interviews as well and so that we could uh, maybe avoid that hopelessness or helplessness we feel when we don't have access to that type of experience exclusive insight that other people may have access to. So again, put this book together uh, to hopefully address that. I launched it with a Kickstarter campaign, and that's mainly because I wanted to be able to offer some really exclusive bonuses for the people that support the project. At the same time, it's a way for people to be a part of it and, and help support the project and make sure it comes to life. Uh, so really excited to bring this all together. Uh, the bonuses themselves you can actually find right on the website. If you go down the right-hand side, it lists the different levels different numbers of books you can buy and you'll find exclusive bonuses which each different level worth checking out I think uh, again the idea with the book is to hopefully give you access to insight you wouldn't normally be able to get unless you spent the same thousands of hours that I spent researching this and interviewing these high achievers and again as well the book you know was something that was spurred on because of something that happened earlier in my life and my hope is that it serves as a game changer or a transformational moment for you you know the moment you start reading the book and hopefully Hopefully the moment that you finish it. So if you want to learn more about it, if you want to grab your copies today, if you want to get access to these great bonuses, or if you just want to support this project uh, because you want to make sure it jumps off the ground in a big way, feel free to go to thebookofwhy.com. Again, thebookofwhy.com, and you'll get all of the information there. And of course, as always, love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. You can reach us at conversationswithleaders at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Hi everyone, this is Shelly, aka The Phoenix. Are you ready to be motivated, educated, entertained, and inspired? Well, you have come to the right place. Now get your pen and paper ready because you're listening to the newest episode of the Conversations with Passion radio show with your host, Corey Poirier. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier, and excited to be back with the latest edition of the Conversations with Passion radio show. We have a returning guest today, which is always super exciting. Really cool to bring people back onto the show. So, Elizabeth Kipp, love to bring you back on the show today. And I guess my first starting point before we jump into the meat of anything is that just to perhaps get you to tell us a little bit about your backstory for those listeners who may be now discovering you today for the very first time. Oh, thank you, Corey. It's an honor to be back on the show. <clears throat> My backstory is uh, uh, one of 40 years of chronic pain <clears throat> that I 
I searched for a long time for the solution, uh, and I finally found it. Um, I'm four years beyond, uh, living, living beyond chronic pain. I, I no longer carry that. Um, it was a long journey. It involved uh, a lot of different medical paradigms, and, uh, and I learned a lot. So um, I was on medication for a long time, and, and <clears throat> one of the things that I, that I discovered was that doctors don't really understand chronic pain because they're not trained in it. Uh, the, the advances that we've had in chronic pain are uh, quite recent. Um, and the number of doctors that are out there that can manage chronic pain in a non successfully in a non pharmaceutical way are quite limited. So the fact that I found one at all was uh, was a miracle, and uh, and I'm so grateful. <clears throat> um, excuse me. My um, my journey now really is is about uh, uh, bringing the light to the fact that we don't uh, we don't have to take medicine to uh, to heal ourselves from chronic pain and uh, and that we can actually heal from chronic pain we don't have to suffer that's not well known I, I can't tell you how many times doctors told me you will be like this for the rest of your life and it just isn't true so uh, I, that, that's that's a little bit of backstory for you <laughs> no that's that's perfect Elizabeth and and I guess then um, I mentioned to you that I was intrigued by, uh, I visited your website and I, I saw that you have um, something that people can grab to learn more about the five ways to release stress, anxiety, fear, all those things that we uh, have challenges with in our lives. And so I guess my my question for you as we sort of kick things off, Elizabeth, is can you, I mean, I'd love to take, a, take our listeners through maybe two or three of those, just to give them a feel for what you cover there and what you share there. So I guess to start things off, can you, uh, I guess we'll start with, uh, you can share whatever order you want, but can you start by sharing one of those with us? Would that work okay? Sure, I'd be happy to. <clears throat> the first place I, I begin with people uh, who, who are uh, in stress or any level of stress or, or um, certainly chronic pain is with the, the breath. Understanding the power of the breath. Understanding... Uh, how to breathe. A lot of people uh, b- breathe paradoxically. It is like backwards breathing. Um, and so I take them through what the breath is about, why it's important with stress. And I'll give you a really quick example. When we get <clears throat> stressed, frightened, uh, surprised, uh, any kind of uh, taken aback, our tendency is to hold our breath, right? We catch our breath in our throat is a, is a, is a thing we say. Then the heartbeat's been, you know, fine, steady along because the breath's been steady along and all of a sudden we hold our breath and the heartbeat's like, what? Because the heartbeat follows the breath. They're connected. And the heartbeat starts getting a little irregular. And then the cells in our body get a little irregular, and then we don't feel grounded, and we wonder what happened. Well, we're not grounded because we're actually not grounded. The first thing we do is, oh, let's let the breath out. And then we breathe evenly, deeply, inhale, out, inhale, exhale, 
five or six times, nice and easy, and you'll notice that the, that the heartbeat starts to steady, gets regular again, and you feel, start to feel, you start to kind of come down to ground again. You start, the cells start to, start to feel like a unit uniform again. So <clears throat> that's just a little trick. It's one of a, a, a bunch of things I mentioned. I, I talk about a, a breathing meditation in there, mindfulness. It's just about my, it's not, it's not so much, uh, I don't want people to get scared about meditation. People think that's some kind of, you know, some people think that, that they don't know what that is, so they don't want to do it. It's, it's, uh, it's not about that. It's about being mindful and conscious of our breathing and what a useful tool that is for, for relieving stress. So that's one tool. I always start there with people. Um, and we, we bring that at, at the beginning of, a, of the five ways to release stress. Another thing that I do, uh, I, I'll go over three. The second one I want to talk about is, the, is uh, dealing with the inner critic. Um, a lot of us, uh, we, get, we get stressed out, and, and we tend to turn that energy inward, inward. Uh, we, we, we'll blame others, but we'll, we'll also turn it in ourselves. And I used to have a pretty healthy critic, inner critic, and and uh, um, and I, I got really tired of her at one point. Um, I just said, you know what, I'm done. And I got a really good vision. I, I actually took her to this to this place called Inner Mean Girl Reform School, <laughs> and uh, I did an exercise where I looked at her, I looked at all her five senses. What does she look like? What does she sound like? Uh, uh, what is all, all that? And I, and, I, and I visioned her as a Supreme Court judge, about eight feet tall in black robes, gray hair pulled back up tight in a ton, in a, in a bun. She had white skin. She smelled kind of musty. Um, she always had a scowl on her face because she was always judging and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And how can I shift her so that she's, like, friendly? And I can, can I, is there some way I can, I can shift that? And I went, okay, well, let's just vision what maybe a, a, an, her alter ego would look like, a healthy version of her. It's, that voice is going to always be there. I just wanted her to be more friendly. So I took off her black judgmental robes, and I gave her long, white, embroidered robes, I put her in a garden instead of in a courtroom with uh, the sunlight finally hitting her face. I gave her rose oil for uh, love and lavender to calm her down. And I put chocolate in her mouth for sweetness. And then I thought, all right, well, what does she sound like? And I thought, well, all right, I've been listening to somebody yell at me in my head for most of my life. How can I shift that? And I thought, how about a comedian's voice? Uh, okay, what comedian would always have a comment about everything and, 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 and how would it come out kind of funny? And I thought of Joan Rivers. <clears throat> so Joan Rivers is the voice now of my inner critic. And it took me about two years to actually really incorporate that as a, as a, as a shift, because it took practice, uh, as a shift in my, in my kind of uh, my inner my inner world but it changed from from this to that i'll show you it 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 changed from elizabeth how could you do that you did that again right you hear that yelling right it changed from that to 
are you serious? You really did that again, right? And and it's a it's a very it's a very different. It, it may may sound subtle, but it's a very different. You know, one's like chiding and and it's kind of got a whip out, right? And the other one's just kind of sitting back and laughing, right? And that's like wow. So now we have a sense of humor to the internal conflict that we have, and we start healing. So that's another tool that I that I bring to the to the table, and the third one I'll talk about is forgiveness. When we have uh, stress, and the, now there's there's ancestral forgiveness, which I think is really important, and I work with that. I work with the the burden we carry are in the lineage, things that were passed down from our parents, grandparents, and on down the line from. Uh, you know, wars and, and all those that ha- all, all kinds of things that happened. And as a person that, that's uh, that's under stress and chronic pain, we also need to learn about forgiving the pain, our body, because we get an attitude about oh, our body doesn't like us anymore. Uh, we might have to even forgive God, thinking that He's pronouncing judgment, or the, our higher powers pronouncing judgment on us, maybe punishing us. We got to forgive for all of that, whatever it is. We have to forgive our friends and family for distancing themselves when we feel when we're hurting. Uh, they they just now there's a difference between acute pain. Somebody just broke their leg or their arm or they had a heart attack or something like that. Heaven forbid, something like that where they've been in the hospital and it's acute. I'm talking about chronic pain where people have been you know have been hurting for months and they just they just um, are constantly hurting, the the problem is nobody wants to be around that. Nobody wants to – it takes a very unusual person to sit with that and stay as an, an encouraging and not um, – no, I mean, I, I, I just I've, – I've been around so many chronic pain patients and we all have this problem. We feel so isolated because people really don't want to be around us when we're hurting. And we're always hurting so our friends kind of don't don't come around, and our family members don't know what to say. So it gets very awkward. That's a sense of isolation. We need to forgive for all that too. So those are three. Um, that's a really short version of forgiveness. I do a whole thing on forgiveness. I've got a whole huge piece of my practices on forgiveness. That's a real uh, nutshell on that one. Anyway, those are three of the tools, and there's there's it, it's called five ways to release relieve uh, stress, anxiety, and fear a toolkit for daily use, but it's actually seven because there are two bonuses involved. So anyway. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. And, and I will say that uh, I signed up today so that uh, I can actually go through the process myself and, and share my findings. But, uh, oh, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Elizabeth, so I wanted to, you know, as we start our, our wind down, um, you've given us so much great stuff in such a short amount of time, but I wanted to, if you didn't mind, drill into a couple of those as well, like ask you, uh, a question or two on each one of those areas, and sure. uh, and then of course I'll, I'll you know I'd love to find out how people can get their own copy and, and where they can connect to you further. But before we jump too far ahead, uh, one of the things you mentioned, the first one being on uh, breathing and and you know mentioning of course for some people meditation scares them. You know if they hear the term meditation, one of the things that's worked really well for me, I I've meditated and I listen to guided meditations, which I find. For me, it seems like that's an easier point of entry for some people because they feel like somebody's guiding them so they're not having to sit there 
figuring it out on, the, on their own. But then the other thing is that I found is that it's a form of meditation for me at least and, and teaches us better breathing is yoga. And yet for a lot of people, it feels like exercise, so it doesn't feel like it's so out there like maybe meditation is. What are your thoughts on Ooh. yoga and, and its, I guess we'll say, benefit in relation to breathing? Oh, well, that's funny you ask. I, I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. Now, Kundalini yoga is considered the weird yoga of, of all the yoga, but it's, it's also, in my, my experience, it's the most disciplined of all the yogas because you can't move one way or another in that yoga, that, that style, without breathing in or out. Even their meditation, which would be just, uh, some of them are just sitting still, some of them are moving, whatever, but even their sitting still meditation has very precise breathing, breathing instructions. I never understood the power of the breath until I actually started doing kundalini yoga. Oh, I, I, I was able to learn a little bit about uh, breathing evenly and like the, doing proper breathing, like inhaling and expanding the breath, the belly, and then exhaling to uh, push up against the, the the spine to exhale that way. That's breathing in the right direction. <clears throat> That was useful to calm me down, but yoga and Kundalini style was, and, and I'm not saying it's the only one. Ashtanga, I'm also, I also do Ashtanga yoga and Hatha yoga and Yin yoga. There's all kinds of yogas out there. It's just the one I happen to specialize in. The power of the breath there is it's to oxygenate the system. Most of us are breathing shallow breathing, but all the... Uh, so we're, we're not actually breathing fully. And so we're, we're building up uh, carbon dioxide at the base of our, of our lungs, and we're just bringing, shallow, bringing, bringing oxygen into the top part. So we, we kind of wonder why we get headaches and why we, don't, we feel a little lethargic and stuff. You actually do some serious breathing, some actual real breathing, conscious breathing, your whole world shifts, and all of a sudden you feel well. So yoga is a great place to learn that. And, 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 and you, you take it, you take it off, and it's uh, just excuse me. It's no good to anybody if they can't take it off the mat, in my opinion. So you go into yoga class and you learn how to how to how to work in the moment. But you take it, you walk out there and you work it, you work that in your real life. That's the that's the power of of yoga, in my estimation. And well, and what I was going to add too is that yoga, I think, much like guided meditation, for many people, it's a lot easy because it's so now. I'm going to say accepted and and society-wise, I mean, it's not it's not abnormal to walk around with a yoga mat and say I'm going to yoga class. I think for some people, it also becomes an easy point of entry. Whereas to them, like I say, meditation. What I hear when I bring up meditation is people will either say a variation of I tried it and it didn't work. I couldn't slow my mind down. All the way to I never try that. You know, but whereas yoga, I think yes. for a lot of people it seems easier because they know the local YMCA or a local gym, um, people are actually going to classes uh, in yoga just like they would be kickboxing. Well, I'll say that I agree with you, and I will add this. <clears throat> what I get is people say to me, well, I can't do yoga. I don't have the right body. And I look at them and say, what do you think I am, some kind of yoga model? I mean, <laughs> I went into – I went into yoga. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a, I have a heart, you know, this weird thing in my back. I've got a structural uh, anomaly in my back. I, doctors don't even understand why I'm walking, and I'm a yoga teacher. So, you know, don't come to me with that. 
I just, I just like, okay, I do yoga for real people. I'm not a yoga magazine model. I do yoga for real people. And I, this is the thing that I really want to bring. This is a message that I bring to the world, really, that, that, that it's not about people that are super flexible and athletic and all that. It's for everybody. And that's one of the things that I think is so, so beautiful about being able to be a yoga teacher. I can, you know, I can help everybody be, do, do the work. Well, and it's interesting. There's a, uh, I know, I, I, I can't remember where I heard about this, but, oh, I think it was a video I saw of him helping a veteran, but there's a, a wrestler that uh, retired from wrestling and started uh, teaching yoga, and he's got a thing called YRG, which is yoga for regular guys. And, you know, here he is, this <laughs> tattooed wrestler who's doing all these flexible yoga things. And, you know, just going back to the point of how far it's come in terms of accessibility, you know, he has in his video, like, literally, like, truck drivers and stuff doing yoga as his, you mm-hmm. know, normally the, the people have, like, the, the models that are, like, swimsuit models doing classes, and he's actually got, like, truck drivers and stuff. So so it's Love definitely it. come a long Love way. It. So, awesome. <laughs> Elizabeth, I mentioned that I wanted to ask you about a couple of them. The other one was uh, the inner critic. And first of all, uh, what you described there so powerful. I, I love that, the idea of, um, you know, naming your inner critic, uh, giving it, you know, making it softer, finding out a way to shift your perspective on what your inner critic looks like and sounds like. I wanted to ask you a question about something that, that I've used over the last number of years that I heard, um, I think it was through Jack Canfield is where I heard it originally, but I know that um, it's way before Jack as well, but it's this little uh, equation that people use called E plus R equals O. And I'm not sure if you've heard of, heard of it, but basically uh, what it is is that whenever they – what it stands for is the event is the E, R is the response, and O is the outcome. And essentially the translation is we get hit with events all day. You know, it could be somebody cutting us off in traffic and flipping us the bird, and then we either carry that with us or we shake it off. And so the idea is whether it's a recession, whatever it might be, we can't control the event, but we can control our response, which – actually dictates our outcome. And it, when you were saying about the inner critic, it mm-hmm. so reminded me of the idea of shifting uh, our response to all these events that happen to us each day. Uh, would you say that, um, that like, have you heard of that before? And, and I guess the other side is, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's another way we can sort of look at things in terms of we can control our response, which ultimately controls our outcome, even if we can't change the event? I agree. I've heard of it, and I, I, I agree. And I would say this. When something happens in life uh, that uh, shocks us um, or uh, uh, triggers us in some way, and we respond, we respond right away, you know, without saying, I've got to, I've got to cool it here for a minute and breathe, we actually respond. That's an indication that whatever just happened is pointing to something in us that needs to heal. So if somebody cuts me off in traffic and and uh, uh, and, 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 and I get an attitude about it um, and I get get angry, uh, it's not. It, 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 it's almost like that person that just cut me off is teaching me a lesson. In wow, you know. Maybe he didn't even know I was there. I mean, my perspective is he did, or whoever it was, did this not have to be a he, it could be a she. Uh, that person did something to me, if that's my reaction. 
And yet, you know, what maybe what really happened is that person maybe didn't even see me or, or miscalculated, right? There's a difference in how that's handled. If I have a reaction all of a sudden, how could they do that to me? That's more speaking about my stuff around uh, 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 how I feel I'm being treated and my own issues with that. And that is what I need to heal. So, you know, when we respond and like, yeah, we can, we can decide to, to consciously respond, but there are times when we don't. And, uh, and we have a, we have a, a, a feeling inside that that's what we need to clear. That's pointing to, to the stuff that we're, that we're actually the work where our healing needs to happen. That, that's awesome. I love that distinction. And then I guess uh, I mentioned that uh, the final question, Elizabeth, would be simply how could we learn more? So I guess my, uh, my question on that regard is we mentioned the, the five different strategies, and you mentioned there's two bonus ones, so people now know they're going to get seven, which is, uh, you know, more than double of what we went through, which is great, um, because any strategies we can have, I think, are beneficial, and also, as we know, sometimes one will speak to somebody more than another. So I guess um, the question out of all that is, is how can we connect with you to uh, learn more, to access the, those uh, five slash seven strategies? Where would you normally send people? Oh, thank you. Um, please go to my website. It's at elizabeth-kipp, K-I-P-P, like Peter Pan, dot com, elizabeth-kipp.com. And you'll see, uh, I see there a, a place, five ways to release stress, anxiety, and fear. You just click on the picture and, and it'll take you to, a, to an order form. And you, it's for free. Uh, it's, it's a free toolkit for daily use. Uh, it, it's tools I use every day in my own life, and, uh, and I'm so grateful for them that, I, that, I, that I'm passing them on. Thank you so much for asking. Love it, and my pleasure, and thank you, Elizabeth. I think this, you know, some of what you shared today could, and I believe this could transform a life. So thank you uh, so much for making that possible today, and with your permission, we'll call it a to be continued and look to bring you back on uh, the uh, show in the very near future to make some uh, magic happen once again. Oh, thank you so much, Corey. Have a beautiful day. Bye now. Well, that's all, folks. That's another great show with a few great concepts and ideas that might be just what you need to get your ball rolling. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd like to thank a few people for helping make this show possible. IB Trade Show. Go to ibtradeshow.com. Engaged Leadership. Go to in-engaged.ca. Permadry. Guaranteed solutions for leaky basements. Go to permadry.com. Sites and Bytes. Your site for great service. Sitesandbytes.ca. Oxford Learning. Never stop learning. Go to oxfordlearning.com. SmileDog. Your receptionist. Go to smiledog.ca. Thanks again for tuning in. On behalf of Corey Poirier, I am Marco Kelly, and this has been Conversations with Passion. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>